Good evening, and welcome to Paranormal Gateway Parasol. I am Scott Wilde, the host, and joining me as co-host is Mel McIntosh. We have very special guests joining us tonight, Janice Oberding. Janice is an author, historian, true crime buff, paranormal enthusiast, and investigator, publishing more than 30 books on topics ranging from ghosts to true story, crime and history, to the strange and unusual and mystery. She just finished the big book of Nevada ghost stories, adding to her big book of California ghost stories and big book of Oregon ghost stories. Tonight, you'll talk with Janice about her, how she started her journey in writing and some of her probable experiences she had and some of her favorite locations she researched along the way. So without further ado, let's welcome Janice to the show. Hey, Janice. Hi. Hey, Scott. Hey, Mel. So, just jump right in. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> we start by step. I'm so glad you can't see my messy desk here. <laughs> um, yeah, so I got started. I worked in gaming for many years and when I got out of gaming I started I've written always uh, little articles and things but I'd never written a book and then I started looking around uh, I've always been interested in the paranormal there were no books about Nevada ghosts here and I thought well you know and I love history I could do it so that's really how I got started is I wrote um to Nevada, which is a very, very small, and it didn't, it, it was well received on the one hand and well received on the other. It was received well because it was the first and only one at the time, not well received because it, it was my first book. It was a very small book, and I could have just, with the bad reviews, I guess I could have just walked away and... But it, it, the more um, bad reviews, the more people s said things like that about um, the book, the more I wanted to write more and research more and discover more. So that's really how I got started. That's a really cool way to take getting bad press. <laughs> well, um, growing up, do you have anybody oh, in your family that believed this stuff or had stories to tell you that they had? It's what keeps me writing is uh, there's always something new to discover in the paranormal, there's always some new place to discover that's haunted, like where you guys are. I mean, um, all over the country, there's always it's something new. I'm also in true crime, and I've written a few books on that. And sadly, there's always a crime. Yeah. That's what keeps me um. writing. Um, when you were uh, starting to do your paranormal investigating, was there like an eye-opening experience you had that you realized that the possibility of life after ours? 
Um, I think your microphone might be cutting in or my, I couldn't oh. hear everything you said, Scott, no. but I think you asked me if I was a paranormal investigator. Yes. Yeah. While, while you've been investigating, have yeah. there been an experience that was particularly enlightening in terms of believing in paranormal? Um, always, there's al always, um, I'm trying to think of one particular one. Okay. One, um, well, not recently, but it's local and, uh, with a dear friend of mine who's just recently passed on, we were in the Goldfield oh, hotel and four of us in the hotel and we were down in the basement. Uh, one of our friends was doing an experiment to see if you could move some the, a little ball just by asking it to move and and that's the best of my ability to explain it was a it and we walked over by the stairs and we heard people upstairs and we were the only ones in the and we it sounded like a party and I to my friend and said there's, there's people in here. And so the four of us went running up the stairs because there was two of us women. And we, oh my gosh, our purses. That's a first thought. They're going to take our purses. And we got up, went running up those stairs, got up there. There was nobody in that hotel. Nobody. But we heard it perfectly clear, like a party. You could hear glasses clinking, people laughing. And we're talking it's like three o'clock in the morning in Goldfield. And, you know, there's not many people, what, 400 people maybe in Goldfield. <laughs> so the guys walked all around the probably that it was nobody. It was the weirdest thing. But we all knew what we heard. Well, that's an odd experience. Wow. Yeah. Um, what when you went paranormal investigating, did you have any favorite tools you used? Um, you know what? I usually just go old school. I usually hmm. use like a camera's um, recorder K2. But recently in May, I had some friends from the San Francisco Ghost Society came up to investigate in Virginia City with us. And they had an SLS camera and I was, I fell in love with that mm -hmm. camera. Yeah, I was fun. amazed because in our little shop and see, they found three figures. So um, when Zach came up, I asked him to go back and look and see. And he said, well, this may be, uh, like a portal so that was kind of cool to see that tool and then also the spirit box of another friend whose husband built them and i really want one because um i had done something in october with one of those and uh, a man it was in a, a club that's just it's a men's club is what it is and uh I, I one man asked it's the clampers it's an old men's organization that mm. takes care of history and preserves history and one of the men asked how can he join it and he got the voice said talk to us so then I said okay how can I join 
I was being a smart aleck because I knew <laughs> that I wasn't going to be able to join. And the reply was a string of four-letter words. So, yeah, that oh. was pretty, pretty <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Wow. We get we get that often too. I mean, we just had investigation this past weekend mm -hmm. at a fire museum, and we get the F word a lot. <laughs> so I, yeah, I saw yeah, that's, the that's what this one told me. That yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in no certain terms, right, right. So, mm -hmm. um, while you're investigating, um, who are some of the more groups that you have? privilege to work with uh any famous groups you worked with or famous groups um well i've worked i've done investigations with zach zach bagans on hmm. the camera and off camera <laughs> both i mean we've done both hmm. um and then uh Mark and Debbie Con have done some investigations. We did uh, the Myrtles Plantation with them. That was pretty cool. The uh, Washoe Club. Um, yeah, with them. So, yeah, there's two that I, off the top of my head. Oh, and mm -hmm. Taps, but that was on camera at Alcatraz. So, yeah. All right. So, you work at Mark and Debbie? Actually, I don't know if I would. Yeah, Mark and Debbie Constantino. That's who you know. Yeah. Yeah. The EVP. Yeah, that, that's sad. What happened? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Of the places you've and been, do you have like. I a book about that too, Scott. Uh, oh, there. What, what's that called? The book? Or, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's called Demon Song. <laughs> I'm so okay. sorry, Mel. What did you ask me? Oh, that's fine. It was totally unrelated. I was just saying, like, of the places that you have been so far, do you have a favorite location that you've been to? Um, uh, well, I qualify as a favorite yet. Usually one left is always my favorite, the newest one. But I was in Eureka <laughs> here about a month ago, and they have tunnels there under building, um, yeah, that the Chinese built in the 1800s. And I was pretty amazed at, at some of the evidence and stuff that people were getting at yeah that's really cool um when you're writing on all your subjects and research is the key um so do you have any suggestions when doing your researching for anybody who wants to start writing books or get his writing? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Well, the best advice first I would be is if you seriously want to write a book is to just start. I mean, 
any, in my opinion, anybody who wants to could write a book. What you have to do is, you because we've all our own views, we ha all have our own, our own everybody's is, in my, is this valid expert. There's many books on, um, say, there's many books on California Ghost, uh, but everybody has, has their own take on it. So it doesn't, this book is better than that book or her book, his book. So if somebody seriously wants to write it, the first, uh, write a book is to sit down and start it. And what's um, you? <laughs> Thanks. And you do some research, of course, because if you're saying a fact, like say you say this happened in 1860, then you better make sure that it really did happen in 1860 and not 1859 or 1861, because there's some historian will nail you on it. So get your facts <laughs> in order and just set some time aside and start start doing it. I mean. That's how I feel about it. Anybody who wants to could write a book. It's no, you know, magical. This person wrote a book. Well, everybody could write a book. All right, I think there's a more involved for you when you start writing because there are no interests. Are you writing a book, and, Scott? Um, I'm thinking about about our summer chief falls. So I got some stuff written down. Wow. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna start doing that. But I'll get more into it over the holidays. I think I'll have more time too. Yeah, that's all for all right? I got other stuff for. I do. I wrote poems already and that kind of stuff already too. So and songs. <laughs> yeah. So um. I'm going to go to of your big ghost story books. Do you have, or could you pick a few out of your favorite ones or ones that you think would be the most interesting? I mean, the whole books are interesting, but do you have any ones you can tell us about tonight? Well, in my um, big book of California ghost stories, I love California. I, California and Nevada, in my opinion, are kind of joined because um, they share a, hist a history back and forth. They're neighbors, of course. And, um, it, you know, our, the states are similar in many ways and totally different in other ways. But um, I spent, when I was a child, I... My family lived in Monterey, California. And uh, so, of course, I developed a love of that area and the history just as in Nevada. I think um, probably one of my favorites in California would be uh, Monterey's uh, Canary Row, the ghost of John Steinbeck, the Steinbeck house. And, his house in, in Salinas, where he was born and raised in this house, and they've converted it to a little restaurant now. And and he didn't really live in the paranormal, they say. Yet, when he moved into a house in Pacific Grove, he had an exorcist come and, 
and make sure it blessed the house and make sure whatever that wasn't nice in there was gone. Uh, but I like that the John Steinbeck house because um, I always go there and hope I'll see his ghost. And the fact that he was born and he was raised in this house, to me, that's cool. Um, Oregon, Oregon's a really fascinating state. Uh, my daughter-in-law's from Oregon, and um, she we would go there on our family vacations every Christmas time, and she would she taught us a lot about Oregon, but we just focused right on the coast. But it's a beautiful state that doesn't have anything to do with the coast, and I would say. Uh, some of their haunted wineries to me. That's that's pretty interesting. Now, Nevada, uh, everything, I guess, um, I got to go to Virginia City and say Washoe Club, that you can just feel it when you go in there. But a lot of the places in Virginia City, you know, I've had friends who wouldn't even go to, they say, no, I'm not going to Virginia City because they can sense all the, paranormal act the spirits and paranormal activity and they won't go there because of that so most every building you step into in virginia city uh, if you're sensitive just a little bit you're going to pick up there's something there's a lot of ghosts i believe it's probably nevada's most haunted city so that would be hands down my favorite and uh, the washer is is very cool the there upstairs where Zach and them got the full body apparition and we have a lot of local investigators who spend a lot of time up there researching and they're getting a, a lot of good evidence and you know some of them even say that Debbie Constantino's the ghost is there um and wow. then uh the Union Brewery that, that's very active and Gold Hill Hotel so yeah that favorite. Oh, I want to get a fridge there, yeah. <laughs> but I, when I, I get there, yeah. Hotel, I forgot the gold. Hmm? The Goldfield Hotel. I forgot. <laughs> it's oh. very active, too. Uh, but now it used to be uh, you could go hunt in there more than you can now. All right. I guess that got overwhelming. <clears throat> do you do you still gap at all paranormal investigating or how many you out for a while? Do do I still investigate? Yes. Yes, I do. Um I do. Um, not so much now. Generally, I have a few friends that, that I do investigations with. It's um, I don't work in large groups unless like um, if I'm doing a class on investigating, then I might have a large group with me. But I prefer actually working with just a few friends and my husband. Uh, for me, I think that's better. Uh, I know how he works he knows how i work i have a few friends i know how they work and we kind of uh old school our way around 
because, um, and the equipment's interesting, but the truth of it is, if we're really not sure, and I really don't think we are sure what ghost are and know what it's going to give us evidence that we're looking at. So I kind of old school it around. Um, if I feel like something, if I feel like something's haunted or uh, active, then I might want to use some tools or something that might, um, you know, verify what I'm saying. Because oftentimes anybody can say they feel anything or I haunted. And if you can have a tool that go ahead and verify what you're saying, um, I think that's that's good. But yeah, we'll do. Right. Now we do the same thing. We go But it's school. different now. I mean, um it used to be you could go, we're talking ten years ago 15 years ago a lot of places were more welcoming than they are today i know that sounds weird but we've had, you know so much we've had a glut of ghost shows on tv and i love i love zach bagan's show of course the ghost adventures but and uh, the 28 days haunted with shane Pittman. so there's two i really enjoy them uh, but we've had many many ghost TV series, and I think uh, that's kind of people who have places they want you to investigate. Uh, they often have a preconceived what you're going to do when you get there and what you're going to find. And honestly, Scott, if you go into a place, say to a place on Monday and not find anything, but you might go back on Wednesday and find all sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. But if you happen to be going on a day when there's not a lot of activity, it's like they feel, oh, here's the activity. What's going on? So there's preconceived ideals now with the, a lot of the TV shows of what a ghost investigator does and what they're going to find and how they're going to work at it. Well, this person got touched. That person got grabbed. Well, why didn't you get grabbed? You, you know, that type. So it's it's every day ghost investigating. Every day the paranormal changes. And that's okay. It'd be boring if it stayed the same. Oh, sorry. A lot more fun than when um, we like to go to investigation at places more than once. Um, because of that. So... Behind. <laughs> okay, somebody asked, what kind of tools do you use? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, all right. If Okay, first of all, I think you, I'm the best ghost investigation tool I have, mm -hmm. but that's, I would like record camera, an SLS cam, uh, camera sometime and um, k2 once in a while and a spirit box if i'm lucky and that's about it i think um, our missing exception is when investigating that um it has to be nighttime i mean daytime i think you can get this much stuff you know what i mean it doesn't have to pertain to the nights only 
um, we do a lot of stuff during daytime too. So. I don't know. Um, I've done both night investigations. Um, you can see a ghost. I saw walking down on sea street after daylight, broad daylight. Both things considered to be a little quieter. Now, that wouldn't be like oftentimes in seven, uh, but most places after night, things get a little quieter into what here what you said but yeah I think right but as the individual <laughs> right and uh, and that's what there's no set rules really I mean uh, well one set rule you can't you should can't and shouldn't have pretty obvious rules you shouldn't trespass, uh, but right. um, and you sh you really shouldn't go investigating if you're drunk or high. But I mean, <laughs> other than that, <laughs> never, never that. basically, um, yeah. everybody has their own way of doing things. You know, <laughs> not that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Yeah, so um, our question I have for you is that uh, what is it going to be your next big ghost story book? What's the... Okay, my next my next one is, well, I'm ju I just finished it, is Nevada. <laughs> A big book of Nevada ghost stories. And then I'm working on... Um, Murders, Mystery, and Mayhem, Reno in Northern Nevada. That's a true crime. And then I'm going to one amazing Nevada, which tells a lot of the interesting things about Nevada, places to see, and not, no, not necessarily the paranormal. And then uh, I want to do one, and this is something else you ask about writing. This is a book I want to, to do. No publisher would probably do this book they probably wouldn't that's when I self-publish if I want to do a book and a publisher says no they don't want it it's too regional this or that well I'll just self-publish it and this is one about it's sorted Virginia City about some weird uh, things happened in Virginia City crimes and things like that um, or things people may not know about Virginia City. I want to do that book next. But like I said, no publisher will probably, they won't want it because it's too regional. But then that's when you just go the old-fashioned self-publishing route and do it yourself. Right. That's, that's the part I'm looking at. <laughs> Do you have any advice for people who are interested in in publishing? Like, do you think there's a, like an easier way to get started, or like, yes. would you recommend one or the other? Oh yeah, Mel, I do. I do, Mel. Yeah. Um, one of the best ways 
and I, I'm people, but actually with the they used to create space. I'm not sure what they call it now, but they a person who wants to write their book can go right on Amazon. You can get a template, download it. You can work on your book in Word. And when you're done, you can upload it. And then you can design your cover. I have somebody design mine because I'm not really an artist in mine. The ones that I've designed look pretty bad. So you, you can have somebody do that. You can get your ISBN number. Amazon's the way, the best way for somebody, anybody wants to do a book. And like I said, I, I like Amazon. I, I use them for some of my self-published, but that's what I would tell anybody who wants to get started. And it means me, 20 years ago or so, it was like the kiss, oh my God, you're self-published. And I even, some years ago, I had somebody try and shame me. So, oh, she's self-published. Well, that does, it doesn't hold anymore because several of my, my books, like four self-published, and I had a publisher come along and, will you write this book we, for us so we can publish it? So it isn't the kiss of death. It doesn't mean anything anymore. You can self-publish, and if you're lucky, um, and if people love your book, you can do really well with it. So that I wouldn't worry. I have people say, oh, but I want to real publisher real publisher if you do your book i mean you are amazon's real so that's that's my advice amazon and with, with self-publishing too they're not gonna pay you know if they're published and stuff you know what i mean you can design your cover and go that route that's what i'm doing yeah that's that's yeah. it yeah, that's the, that's a good way to do it too. It really is. I mean, um, it you know both ways. They both have their advantages. They both have with self-publishing. You do all the work. I mean, you don't have um, somebody. You do it all. You set it up. You do. You put the pictures if you want pictures. You have to have somebody edit it, and you're you're responsible. In um, regular publisher, they have all these people who are going to help you get your book out there but um yeah that's what i say if they, if i've had books that the publishers don't want to i don't want to touch it okay i'll just self-publish it myself mm -hmm. works for me <laughs> i think it's really cool to have both options available i mean yeah it, it is we're very lucky mel i think about that mm -hmm. sometime what about say 50, 60 years ago, if you wanted to self-publish, you were pretty well out of luck. And even <laughs> if you wanted to publish with a regular one, you had to type it all out and print it all out and send it. Nowadays, you can just, you can start your book. And if you really want to sit at it and do it, you can have your book in a matter of months. So it is, it's really remarkable for writers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like I, like with writing my stuff too. I, like you, I like to do research and stuff. Like I have another book I'm working on, kind of a haunted house for a book on too that I did research on. So I got that one going now. So. Well, I got to tell you though, one problem I had, Scott. Now this is kind of funny, and 
I just don't know why I haven't got nailed for it yet, but one day I will. I decided I'm going to write murder mysteries. And those are really, to me, they're difficult to write because you have to have a puzzle in there some way. Who did they do it? Plus, you got to have a story. So I wrote, I've written four of them. And they're not the best in the world. I mean, Agatha Christie stuff to raise up and worry about me. So third one, the cover is beautiful. I had somebody do this cover for me. And it's beautiful. Excited. It's great. Okay, I load it all up, put it up for sale. And I, and I order what they call this. There's no damn page numbers anywhere on in the book. No page oh numbers. God. So it's like, okay. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. I set it up. You set it up. You get a template. So, yeah. so I, say, I'm, I can see the bad reviews now. I do, I... Yeah, I, I have a publishing program on my computer. I use and all my page numbers. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, and there are times too when there's more typos too that you can't catch. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But not learn. really. But I mean, that's it. How, how, how many companies are It's a are learning there? experience. Mm -hmm. Hmm? How many copies were made? Did you ask how many copies? <laughs> how many topics? Cop copies of the book I read. Um, <laughs> how many copies? Yes. That's okay. Um, it's a learning experience. You know, um, Unknown for ghost, I guess, and that's the ones that do well. Uh, yeah, it's it's a learning experience, and we shouldn't, um, you know. And, and right now, it seems like everything's so mean. People are really mean to each other, and uh, we're going to make mistakes, and we're going to screw up, like pay book with no page numbers and things. And we just got to laugh at ourselves and just say, okay, well, I'll learn better tomorrow or something. I'll do better. I mean, that's it. If, if we can't love and take everything so seriously, I don't think we're going to be moving forward very well. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Jarris, you, you teach classes, right? I teach um, well, Ghost Time One Hundred One. That's that's a pretty interesting one. Uh, used to be big class. Now I think um, not as many people because everybody watches it on TV. But Ghost Hunting One Hundred One, um, and then of course Virginia City. These are last semester, and. Um, how to get your book published? Getting your oh, book out there. Thank you. <laughs> There's a, because <laughs> you know, like I told you, when I first started writing, it was um, it was a different time. 
Yeah, is that on your website too? Do you have videos on YouTube or that? Oh, I have some some shameful. <laughs> no, I have some. Um, I ha I haven't really. Um, I like YouTube. I like all. I like Twitter. I like them all. I'm not really good at Twitter. I don't get Twitter at all. I put something <laughs> up there and nobody responds. It's like, okay, I must I don't know what it is, you guys. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, I, li I like YouTube. I like um, right now I'm really fascinated by real. You know, the little short videos, those mm -hmm. are, I enjoy doing those. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, it's we live at a wonderful time right now because 20 years ago, even 10 years ago, we couldn't do the things we're doing today. It's it's really wonderful, I think. It's to me it's exciting times. Yeah, I remember back starting off when I was doing research, you had the library, you had the microfish. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, those horrible things. I remember my husband and I one year we were in Truckee. And uh, I was I wanted a story, and so I knew that the information is at the Truckee, what museum, whatever. So they'd show us. I go in there, and I, I go, she takes us to, I swear, a little spot under the stairs with a little desk and the microfish and the light. You couldn't even get us a flashlight so we can see. I never will forget that. It's like, what? and I'm only talking like maybe... 15 years ago it's like wow now you can do it on you know um online i do a lot of research online and newspapers and stuff um yeah the mic was a real pain because i always <laughs> had trouble threading it and um right. but yeah i've done it uh, i, I burnt for you too already i used to go down to the courthouse yeah and they'd bring the papers and uh, one, it was a, a really violent crime, and she had pictures all sealed up, and she said, uh, don't look at those. If you look at those pictures, you'll never be permitted to come back here and research. So oh. I'm sitting in the courthouse office with all these office workers thinking, I want to see those pictures, <laughs> but I know if I dare open up and look, I wouldn't be getting to come back. So uh -huh. I didn't see them. Well, it's a wonder if they kept it in the same file. But research is, to me, I love research. Mm -hmm. I said, I love research. I love research. It's like, um, it's like a puzzle. It's like a mystery. Uh, right now, I'm researching a woman who was a silent screen actress who was born in Virginia City. And I mean, I think, how many people really care about this? Uh, she was in movies with Charlie Chaplin, and oh, wow. um, I'm I'm really everything I found. Oh, I found more better. So it's just fun to me to research and discover things like. Mm -hmm. So you could say like Christopher Columbus in 1492, and being in 2022, and looking research and stuff that these people couldn't even dreamed of. Yeah, uh, we still go to the library. Hi, Joe uh, Campbell. Hi, Joe. Thanks for more. How's Joe doing? 
Yeah, I know it's Joe. Okay, I, that went so fast. I think he said, do I typically research? Oh, do you, do you typically do it before you investigate? Okay, um, Luna, it depends. The best is if I'm going to go something strictly for paranormal, like a puzzle or something, I don't like to do a lot of research except to make sure I know how to get there and get home again. That's that's basically <laughs> it because I have terrible sense of direction. But, um, yeah, if somebody says, like, um, you go in blind, or so to speak, that's really, I think that's a great way, actually, is to go in blind. Except, you know, like I said, there's basic things you have to research. I know... Well, many years ago, uh, my husband and I, I was doing a show here in Reno, a local show, was, and uh, somebody called in and he had a brothel, which brothels are legal here in Nevada, and he wanted uh, an investigation because his the women who got the brothel were getting scared. So other than knowing where the brothel is and the name of the brothel and we're going to get to investigate, we didn't know much else, so we went there with us and we got to interview the women we looked at we took photos uh, there was no spirit boxes at the time we did uh, some recordings and then i started because they said, said well this he's coming through our closet okay but i thought well the way this building's set up there's no way he could have been coming in from that direction i started researching and i found that um when the building was initially was 100 years old when they initially started using it the side they said this man was coming in was actually the front door since that time they had relocated the front door and said this is the front door now this is the door now i found out and then i found that a man actually had come there in the 60s to rob the place and <laughs> He went in there and he thought he was holding everybody at, you know, gunpoint. And But one of the girls sneaked out and let the sheriff know. So when he came out of the side door with the stuff, the money he had stolen, the cops tried to stop him. They opened fire and he, the cops, he was killed. So I'm thinking, okay, this explains who this person is now mark and debbie got some evp that said uh, walk with us and will you stay with us and that's what they got there um i saw they showed me a couple of but yeah i, I like to go in without knowing everything if you know everything you know okay there's a woman in the corner over there smoking a corn cob pipe you're going to be looking for the woman in the corner smoking a corncob pipe. If you don't know that, you may see and say, hey, it's better, I think, um, to go in without knowing the full stories. And I know that's hard to do. Like um, when I went to Alcatraz, I've been, I spent the night Alcatraz three times. And when I, of course, we all know Alcatraz's story. Mm -hmm. so, there's some mm -hmm. things you can't avoid not knowing, but yeah, mm -hmm. that's how I like to do it. But I mean, other people, whatever works, works. All right, that's well, we're going blind.
like one place I went to uh, for a school, I did um, a saw video on it before you we went because I, I was interested in what was going on there. But I tell everybody else about it. So. It's a little bit. <laughs> the thick or lagging. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> I'm sorry, my microphone's going in and out. <laughs> That's okay. So you, you said you've been to Alcatraz three times. Do you have like a favorite experience from when you were at Alcatraz? Mm hmm. Yes, I do. I do. Of course. <laughs> um, I was there with um, Mark and Debbie, and uh, we were investigating the hospital. And <clears throat> Debbie was picking up that there was a doctor's ghost there who um, had hurt somebody during a surgery, and he felt giddy. I, I picked it up that he was an alcoholic and he felt guilty over it. So we we all three of us had recorders. On my recorder, I got this is Dr. Thomas, and I need to travel. Now I that's what I got, and I picked that. Well, but I picked that up. This ghost is warning me. He's traveling to my house. No, he. Oh, he's not. Um, no, nope. <laughs> that was one of our my favorite. Yeah, yeah, his cell and Birdman's cell. Uh, it's interesting because I believe even if you're psychic, I'm human being and I think we all have feelings like um, we're in a place I believe in it's that where we're in a place that's really haunted got a lot of activity a lot of energy I believe we as people we can sense this now some people who don't believe or normal may say oh it gives me a headache or oh, I don't feel good uh, but actually I think it's like the paranormal ghosts, spirits, whatever you say, are trying to communicate with you and you are avoiding and you are ignoring them. And this is what's giving you a headache. Uh, mm. I, I do believe very strongly that we can sense that. That said, the feeling at Alcatraz was overwhelming in many ways. The sadness. Um, I don't know if I would say negativity. I would say more like hopelessness and sadness was just overwhelming there. But it was a rainy night and just to go outside and see how close San Francisco was and to uh, walk around there in the night and think about all the men who were here, what they must have thought here and seeing that city so close. Um, to me, that's the fun part. Right. It's different for each location you go to, too. I mean, sometimes you'll go to a place where everything just comes to you. In our place, it's like nothing. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm 
know how you guys won. I was thinking about is um, I don't really believe that just follow us home. And the reason I don't, I always say, and I, I kind of say this jokingly, but I also seriously mean it. Whenever I'm in investigation and, and I always tell the ghost, you know, they'll say, oh, you don't want a ghost following you home. I listen, if you follow me home, you're going to die of boredom. If you weren't already dead, <laughs> you're going to die of boredom if you follow home, guy. That's what I tell you. Um, and it works. But one time oh. I was at Donner State Park. And you guys know the story of the Donners, right? They cannibalized the yes, party yes, that yes. up the Sierra Nevadas and they ran out yes. of food. And they, well, we were there and a friend and I was driving and we were coming home and I was being a jerk. And I said, well, I don't understand those Donners. There was a Burger King right over there. Why didn't they just go <laughs> to Burger King? And man, as soon as I that, I'm not in the back seat. I heard my voice saying, well, those Donners, I don't know why they just didn't go to the Burger King. So I looked at her. I said, are you a ventriloquist? She said, no. I'm thinking, who said that? And Okay. She said, don't worry. As soon as we get to your house, I'll take care of it. Okay. We got home and she did some little ritual. Da, 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 and I never had another problem. But that is the first time that and last that ever happened to me. I don't know who or what it was, but it happened. Well, if I ever have the ghost follow me home, I'm going to give him chores to do. <laughs> yeah. You're going to follow me home. Yeah. You got to pay rent. Yeah. <laughs> pay rent. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> but a lot of people really are afraid of that. I mean, um, and, and you know, it's good, it's good to be aware of these things, but I feel if you're so fearful and you go into negation, it's really not a good thing. I mean, it's good to, they say, protect yourself. Okay, that's good, that's all good, but you can't be so fearful because if you're that fearful, you're not to, you could learn or could see or could experience. So, um, we got to make sure a lot of uh, if somebody's in there that fearful. I don't want to invest with them um, because right. you have to be, you have to be open to a certain degree for the experience. You have to. It's a bad analogy too. So. <laughs> So we've talked about some places that you have been. Is there anywhere that you really want to go? Hmm. Now you just call. <laughs> um, well, you know what I would like to do is I would like to do some Hollywood, some like um, the there's the cemetery. Is it Hollywood ever that does um, they show movies? Movies in the summer, and then um, one of the they opening it's Valentino's, the mausoleum there, and they do talks on. I would love to do that. I would love to do the one. I think it's Cincinnati, that cemetery you guys have there with um, mm. the statue with the glass eyes. I would like to do that. Yeah. Um, 
basically that's two that comes to mind quickly. Right. The one that's associated is Spring Grove Cemetery. Yeah. So we'll get there, Mel. One of these weekends we'll go. Yeah, it's not that far. Nah. About an hour about two hours from me. Yeah. And so convenient for Janice to pick two cemeteries so close together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get to both of them. <laughs> yeah. Gotta wait till spring. Get a little warmer. Too cold now. <laughs> so, do you have any uh, conventions or book signings coming up? I'll see if you're Do you ask mail? <laughs> Do you have any um, like conventions or book signings or other appearances that are coming up soon? Well, uh, not in the next few months, thank goodness. I was pretty busy in October, and um, mm -hmm. it's kind of nice now just to kick back. Um, Maybe a couple of Virginia City, um, but yeah, yeah, nothing that to mind. You know, um, everything's kind of, especially here. We got our first snow already. I mean, um, looks like maybe this year we're going to get a lot of snow. So yeah. everything kind of calmed down a little bit uh, for the winter, and like that'll just give me more time to research and write. So I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah, I love doing that. So, <laughs> except, yeah, maybe I'll uh, on Facebook. I like doing the reels, like I do. I mean, stuff like that on. But yeah, well, um, you can get all your books on Amazon. You got thirty, thirty of them. To get, um, I'm probably going to go and get a few of them after the show. I want to get your big ghost books and check them out. But uh, is your Nevada one released yet on Amazon? Yep, and I'm always writing more to Scott. <laughs> always <laughs> adding to it. <laughs> yep. Well, we're about on the hour. Um, do you have anything else to share with us?
with Lauteg. Nate, I'm on microphone. You want to ask her? Yeah, so Scott just said we're almost out of time, but do you have anything else that you want to share? Anything else you want to, you know, advertise that you're, you've got working? I know we talked about some future books that you were working on, but anything else you want to plug? Uh, just, I told you the books I'm working on and uh, mm -hmm. book page I do. Um, if you guys are interested in Virginia City, that's most and uh, things that are going on in Virginia City up there that's the one i'm researching the um silent screen movie star um yeah just all and writing and that kind of stuff that's about all i can think of um can't think of anything else um i made a great sweet potato pie last night first oh, time yucky. ever so um, that's one of my, that's one of my favorites <laughs> so i uh, yeah, I was surprised, you know, um, I've never tried to make one, I made pumpkin pie before, and mm -hmm. my mom said, well, it's the same, it's easy, yeah, just yeah. sweet potatoes, so I, I did, and pretty cool, and next oh. week I'm going to try a coconut cream pie for the first time, so wish me luck, because usually <laughs> coconut, uh, the cream pies usually turn out faster, so we'll see, <laughs> that's all, that's what I'm doing for the holiday. Turn out like coconut milk in the end. <laughs> uh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, it's wonderful having you on, Lake Janice. And mm -hmm. after we uh, read more of your books and the new one you have out, we'll get you back on again uh, sometime maybe next spring. Okay, that that sounds that sounds like a good plan, you guys. That sounds good, yeah. And maybe I'll find more ghosts uh, to talk about between now and then. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you on there, we'll share some of our stuff until. We can get an update on that coconut cream pie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, if it turns out good, I'll post a picture on Facebook. If it turns out disaster, we'll go. do it. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. No, no cheating and do Google fix. <laughs> okay. <thank you. laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me on. Oh, you bet. Yeah, it's really lovely. Pleasure. It's our pleasure. <laughs> how, how good are you, Janice? Yeah, it's bye bye. Mm -hmm. um, just want to announce our next show come up. I will be in December, I think the third, mm -hmm. um, before I turn out here. It's uh, Brandy and Lexi Google. Mm -hmm. 
from um, Chasing Paranormal. The next guest. And there will be a break until January. So, until then, happy holding, everyone.